Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. We are live. Hello, world. It Hi, is a special day on so many levels, and we have so many beautiful things to talk about today. We've got the new moon to talk about. We've got the 11th to talk about. It's my anniversary. It is... Uh, the conversation is going to be around um, unstoppable and really embracing our soul's work and some really cool things that we want to talk about around that. So before we go, before we roll into it, Molly, <laughs> like we have the last couple of episodes, let's breathe. Sounds yeah. Like and breathe. When we're talking about like soul's work, mm -hmm. I think the most important thing to do is reconnect with the truth of being fully human fully divine. And so let's do that three breath um, so that we can really connect to that, that right energy of, um, because that idea of being fully human and fully divine is super important for, um, for our conversation today. So let's can just I do share it. something let's with let's you before you breathe? A, nice, a clearing breath. So everyone just breathe, breathe in. Yes. Let it out. Lift up that spine. So we're going to find an extra inch. We're going to pull that belly in. We're going to root through the sitting bones. And if you're standing, you're going to feel the feet grounding into the earth. Big breath in together. Exhale. I am fully human. Big breath in together. Exhale, I am fully divine. Third breath, that integrating breath in. That anthropo. Yes. I, wherever I stand, I'm on sacred ground. Mm. And um, I love that. So sort of good. remembering that, right? That we... You know, yes. all right. Where we are the ants? Where are seeking? So I was doing this when you were saying fully human, fully divine, because, and for those of you who are on the podcast, I am doing a mudra right now. And I was watching not a the Girl Scout mudra, not the Girl Scout mudra, but this was, this is the mudra that Christ has uses in a lot of art. Yes. Statues paintings, sketches, he's doing this. 
Yes. Two hands up, two fingers up, the, the pointer yeah. in the middle and tall man <laughs> or tall woman pointing up and the pinky and the ring finger pointing down and the thumb holding the pinky and the ring finger. And so I'm watching, I'm listening to Megan Watterson over the weekend, catching up on her, the, the library of content that she has on her site. Yes. And I happened to choose one that was about Pope Joan. Pope Joan, I've never even heard of her. Oh my gosh. Molly, I, my mind was blown on so many levels inside this message. First of all, like Megan was drunk with joy the entire message. She was giddy and laughing and so incredibly electric. Like it was so much fun to watch her. However, she got stuck on this mudra because she was talking about uh, the fact that it is one of the only and very distinct mudra in Buddhism and Christianity. It is a bridge mudra and it is the sign for anthropos fully human fully uh -huh. fully human the ones going down fully divine the two going up it's uh -huh. the symbol it's the mudra for anthropos for fully human fully divine and i was literally like oh, i can't wait to talk with molly about this oh my gosh. this is so good this is so good and literally like 15 minutes goes by and megan's like i'm still holding it it's so comforting right <laughs> I mean, it, and now, of course, so immediately, what did I do? I went and searched like all of the, the the art depictions of Christ and so many of them. He is holding this mudra. I was so tickled. I was literally jumping out of my skin. I was like, Molly is in Miami. I cannot bother her. I cannot wait for Tuesday. Is it Tuesday yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, here's another, like, I'm, I'm sure certain she said this too, but when you look at the depictions of mother Mary or the Magdalene, she has this, this, but it points to the heart. Oh my gosh. Yes. So it's the forward facing, you know, mm. or, you know, the open palm mm -hmm. and yes. the heart. Yes. So fully human, fully divine, seeing through the eye. I mean, it's all yes. there. It's all been there, Molly. It has all, been, all there. been there. It's just like you're starting to read code. I have seen the matrix. <laughs> yes. I do not want to be a battery any longer in the cog of patriarchy. Um <laughs> did in um hunger games too there it, it was three. Oh, three. okay however it's still the symbolism like all these different little i was <laughs> i mean i kid you not i was like text delete text no 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 she's she's with kate don't do it this is crazy molly <laughs> oh my gosh okay and meanwhile i'm drinking pina coladas by the poolside um yeah so my daughter turned 16 and we went to miami together and around the pool and it was absolutely delightful um <laughs> but the coolest part about this is just i'll share this quick quick quick, quick story, because it is relating to be a, this unstoppable mentality, right? Yes. And we got picked up by the airport by Sam DiBianchi and Laviola. She owns DiBianchi real, real estate in um, South Florida area. 
And she picks us up in one of those, um, uh, I want to call it the striker, but it's called, um, it's striker? like a van, like a party van. I don't know why. It's oh, okay. Okay. Sprinter. It's a sprinter, but I, it feels like the name should be striker, not sprinter. Oh my gosh. I love that. But yes. I totally know what you're talking about. Like sometimes they have bars in them or Leon oh, totally. lights. They had a bar. They oh had, gosh. they gave us, we walked in, they gave us a champagne toast for Kate's birthday. I mean, like rolled out the red carpet, like Kate and her friend Harrison, who was with us was like, we're like VIPs, you know, they were like <laughs> so touched. Oh, I they love it. took us out to the most incredible sushi dinner. It just like was like so loved, right? And then the next day we get a call. We were poolside from Nick uh, Tiger Quay, who um, is another, un rate my agent, undisruptible. So Sam and Nick are both undisruptibles. You are an undisruptible. <laughs> As you are. And, <laughs> yeah. and um. So he's like, oh my gosh, you're here. We're, we're, I'm taking you out. I'm like, so he had made all these special arrangements for um, a very exclusive restaurant that just opened up. It was um, some fancy person. Um, who is that? Uh, oh, shoot. See, you can tell how. how I feel I'm like, did you talk, post right? about so, it? Did you post about it? I feel like you you included I the did. name. Did you? Okay. I'll, I'll you keep telling. The guy who wears the hats. Who's that? Um, the black singer who wears the hats. Um, Pharrell. Pharrell. Oh, Pharrell guy sings happy. Yes. Because so his his restaurant in okay. Miami. Oh. Yes. And so there was like a big event there and stuff. But Tiger got us this very special table. Swan. The Swan. That's where we were. Yes. yes. Okay. And it was divine. And um, you know, again, like he ordered one of each dessert brought out this fancy thing and Kate got it. And, you know, it was just like, they were both so above and beyond with service mm. of really like caring for us that, that, yeah, it was one of that. That's the stuff that really in business is unstoppable. Like I'll, those are my, those are my people. Like anybody moving into that area, I've got, I've got two names for you, you know? I love so, it. you know, again, that relationship is so critical in business. Just never. It really ever. is. I love how you um, did weaving together with Inman and Undisruptibles. And I think that that's part of, you know, it's part of what we set out when we talked about doing Spill the Tea to, to do, right? Is yeah. to really shine a light on when it's happening in our world. Right. When That's the brands right. we love are connecting and the, right. whether it's dots or red threads or whatever is connecting, <laughs> like right. it's such a beautiful thing. And it, this, the smile on your face and the, the post that you shared on your, your personal profile with Kate and I can't remember what her, um, her, her bestie. Best, yeah. Harrison. Her bestie Harris, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. I, I mean, I call him Harry. I love it. I like he's 16, so he's far too young to be named after Harrison Ford, but um, I won't forget it now. <laughs> my daughter, I would have to call him Harry Han. Styles. Yes, that's the Harry Styles is the hot heartthrob of my my daughter's friend. So yes, indeed. But I love your smile in that photo. You 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 are the queen of the table. You are at the head of the table. You just are beaming this big, beautiful smile. And you can tell you're like, 
this is it right here. Like I am oh. living my best life in this moment and I'm going to be present and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to watch my daughter be treated like, uh, you know, the, the amazing human she is. It was that's beautiful. It. I love that's it. it. I mean, that's, I felt, I was deeply moved, right? Mm. Not by they were just being cousin, they were being generous by me, but they, it was the next level being generous with my family, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's to me, like if anybody who is listening is a part of the real estate community, you know, that's, that is the lifeblood right there. Yes. Um, and it started with Inman creating the community, but it's branched out into all different places. Yeah. But that is truly the embodiment of what is right and good with, with this business. Yeah, um, I, I feel like Inman is a place where people kind of go to find their crew. Like I Inman mean, is far too large to be the crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's back in the day it wasn't, but what yeah. Brad has so beautifully done is bring people from different places and corners inside the industry and brought them together. And they come in and bring their communities and then they kind of lead into these other areas. And then a next generation comes in and breathes life and shares new stories. It's, it's quite magnificent. Uh, it really it, is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I've, um, I've seen so many amazing things come out of that community. It's been frustrating because its size is so big sometimes. And it's like, Oh, I don't, I didn't see you. We were at the same conference yeah. and I didn't see you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why to your point, people have started kind of creating their own little, uh, sub communities yeah. based on interest or values or, or simply referrals, right? Creating yeah. uh, referral buckets. I love that. Well, uh, I will drop in the link um, because uh, Inman, if you haven't gone before and you've been curious about it, one is let us know and we will tuck you under our wing or find someone to tuck you under their wing so that you know that you can go comfortably and confidently and not be um, on the fringe, unless that's, of course, where you want to be. And <laughs> the second part is that, bye, bye. Um, the second part of that, my son is getting his tutoring in my office. So um, he just, he's leaving. Um, the second part of that is um, there's a code I'll, I'll pop in there so you can get a discount um, oh, if you perfect. want to. Yeah. So. Yay. Yes. I bought my ticket. I'm so excited. I still I need to. I mean, like seriously, can't even stand it. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm curious. We we'll, we'll have to ask Laura, like, how it's going, like, how our sales going, because I think everybody, it, it, there's this big, huge, like, ah, uh, when when somebody says, oh, we're gonna go virtual. However, now that there's somebody who's saying we're going live, like, are people actually buying tickets? Oh, I I would imagine yes. I feel like people are like chomping at the bit. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, yes, we're, like, yes. we're ready. We're ready. Uh, so new moon, new moon rituals, it, that um, kind of combined with the uh, one of the many books I feel like I'm listening to <laughs> chapter by chapter is that you are a goddess by Sophie Brashard, Bash, Bashford. Yeah. Uh, and Sophie, I was introduced to her through 
a poem, I think, a poem. And I was like, who is this lady? And then we got connected to this book and I've listened to it all the way through. And now I'm going through it again because I have to do that um, for it to soak in. And so I'm going through it the second time and it's the it's the chapter on Hecate, Hecate. It's either Hecate or Hecate, either way. Or yes. Hecate, even I've heard it pronounced. Yes. And it's either it's either spelled with a C or spelled with a K. Yes. She spells it with a C. Okay. And um I, one of the things that we touch on, I feel like almost every show is this pressure that women have to stay eternally young and flawless. And if they can't do it in person, then they're filtering it all out on zoom or where, wherever and how it's, um, how it's really sucking the, the energy out of women. Yeah. This, this focus on that. And I loved this. Um, I, I saved this part in the book because she wrote, um, I'm just going to read it cause uh, it, I can, it's right here. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to paraphrase it. So throughout our lives, we received subliminal messages of fear and loathing directed at the existence of older women. We are told to stop any signs of aging at any cost. We learn that through being female and maturing, we are innately wrong. We must expend energy attempting to attempting the impossible, reversing our biological timeline. This ludicrous and highly toxic programming is indicative of a spiritual malaise that cripples the proper deliverance of enlightened feminine gifts to our planet. All divine feminine ideology contains the tenet of the wise female elder or spiritual wholeness of the crone archetype. When we don't honor our triple goddess, maiden, mother, crone, stages of life, everything is warped. And it really, it struck me because a couple pages before that, she says, can you imagine what would happen if every woman, woman, child, woman, teen, woman, mother, woman, sage crone woke up and did not feel this way? Mm. Can you imagine everyone, every woman waking up on this planet and not feeling this stress and pressure to perform, to be this young ornament every day? And can you imagine not only that feeling? Of course, I was like, hell yes. <laughs> like, I can imagine it. I can imagine it. Like, I can see it. My mind's eye can see it. I can feel it in my body, right? And she says, now imagine what we could collectively do with all of that found energy. energy. Yes. Well, first of oh. all, the first thing I want to say is that it is absolute universal intelligence that your natural books went from more than a body to this, right? Because that is such a wonderful next step. Um, of connection, right? Yes, yes. And, you know, Hecate is the goddess of crossroads is how I know her to be. Okay. Right. And um, where she is, she is, you know, it's really an archetype of, uh, or a goddess archetype, which 
is also our intuition, right? If we're yes, all one, sure. one, and it's we're it's it is she is us. We are her, right? Um, but you know, it's that intuition of what's next, right? And if we were to direct our energy instead of just chasing this chalice of youth, right? Yeah. How much free and our dollars instead of just serums and beauty product and knives and scalpels and shapers and shit, right? And just oh my god, use priest, our priest, priest. power, right? <laughs> I mean, that's those are billion dollar industries for us. It's controlling us into youth. Amen. And, and it's, I was talking to Drew about this earlier today saying that there's this, I mean, the term crone even like it's it's, or or the hag, right? Like these are words that have like, when I think of crone, I think of a a really dilapidated, like warty, um, kind of like wiry haired woman who's like, kind of like, I don't yes. think of this beautiful, wise, like it, and so like the unlearning, the reprogramming of of this word, and even really of Hecate, right? Because like I didn't know her until I heard this book. I mean, I'd heard the name like in the Jason and the Argonauts kind of movie yeah. genre, yeah. <laughs> but I never really researched her. And she's definitely a uh, uh, the. Crossroads is a word that's definitely used with her. Um, And there's this beauty of what it is that she stands for at that crossroad, right? She is, she is the, the wise woman who brings you into her arms and says, you've been through so much sister. Yeah. I'm here to help you heal. And, and because of course we've talked about in the past with the, um, you, you know, healers, female healers in particular, uh, you know, a man could have a tincture of lavender and sage in his medical kit and that's fine, but a woman has it sitting on her sink and she's a witch and sh- so shall she be burned. Mm-hmm. And and Hecate was really associated with that, right? So th- she was a healer, uh, a priestess of healing. And, and sometimes that was physically, but a lot of times it really was this emotional uh, and and spiritual uh, I think of a vice right that was around these women and so Sophie's talking in the book about how the chakra associated with Hecate is the throat chakra mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful because she talks about so Sophie is a, a she's an intuitive healer who um so many times she's saying like these women who come in and when they associate for some reason with the term uh, healer or, or priestess that she so often sees chains around their neck Mm. or, or past like knife wounds to their throats because they were um, their voices were snuffed. Right. They were, they were either, you know, killed or their, their larynx was crushed or something. 
And it was, it, what's so fascinating is you're right. Like reading more than a body. What I loved about that is all the science, all the statistics, all of the research that these two amazing women put into this book and it's real raw data. Yeah. And then you come to this spiritual book and it's like, here's why that's so important to know, um, to know this, to the, the science side of things and the, and where the data is and why we've, why we've fallen into these pits, right. To the flip side of that, which is we have to get out of there, ladies. We have to get out of being stuck. We have to choose our yes. selves. We have yeah. to say, I like, I'm not, I'm no longer going to do I'm not, I'm not going to spend $10,000 a year trying to keep myself young anymore. Like that. And I'm not saying that you have to throw out every tub of cream or like, it's no, just. Right? Well, it's, it's the, it's the next level compulsion, right? That's where we all live. Ooh. And it, it's, it's not, it's not the self care nurturing self, right? It's, that's not what we're talking about here because the body is the temple and you're caring for the temple, right? Yes. It's the next level compulsion where it's this un, where it's just like uh, we're fighting the aging, right? Yes. I like to view the crone as a crane. I think um, for me, like that was because I'm trying like the to bird. Stop. Yes. Okay. Um, and and the reason why, and I don't know why, if it's just because it's just a letter change or whatever, but um, hmm. like the crone again is like my imagery is a hag. And so, so one of the things is, you know, the crone stage really starts at menopause. Yeah. Um, right. And I'm there. So I'm technically a crone, you know, because I'm in menopause. Yes. And um you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to be a crone, you know, like, you know, again, sort of fighting this. But then I'm like, when you look at the pictures of the crane and like the silver or the white and the blue, right? Mm. And the balance and the elegance yeah. of the crane, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the patience of the crane, knowing when to strike for fish, you mm. know, it's like that comes with wisdom. Yes. You know, there's something really elegant about that. Yes. And it it swapped it for me. Like mm, I love that. Know? And you're right, it is easy to remember a crane from crone. <laughs> right. I don't know why that's the image that comes into yeah, my mind. No, it's beautiful. I mean, your our our mind's eye is there to help us create that, right? And so that's beautiful. I mean, I I think I will still always be more attracted to being a sage. <laughs> like crone. That works. That, that is a nice little metaphor. I think it's kind of in the middle. Uh, I, I also feel like um, as, as we do our, our, every generation, I feel like, you know, people in their forties in my grandparents' generation looked like 30 years older than we do. Yeah. Totally. And, and part of that is all of the things that we do. Right. The, the I hope it wasn't just our eyesight. Like we just have bad eyes and we don't see it all and everybody else <laughs> sees us that way. But. No, I do. I think it's a few things. I think it's fashion. You know, <laughs> I mean, my, I don't think my, I ever saw my grandma in a pair of jeans, let alone like skinny jeans or boot cut jeans or whatever. Like 
she was not no simply yeah. no no uh, but i also think that there because that that could be the the silver lining or the beauty of the seeking of eternal youth is that we do keep our minds maybe sharper yeah. and we're we're learning more and later into life than generations before us because they would retire and like nothing they wouldn't do things right it's not they didn't have that third act that we have um but this whole concept around throat chakra um i'm drinking the the um the buddha tea but i'm drinking the the, the throat chakra tea andrew picked this oh. up the other day and today it was so wild i got a double you know that has the little tags on it that have like a little um yeah they have like a little i don't know it's a little saying yes i had two this one had two on it so the first one the one i was on top this is we become what we think and the second is we are what we are and i was like okay that's really heavy they're, they're like sandwiched together <laughs> we become what we think we are we are ah i better pay attention but it so beautifully flows into molly i think what what this concept of being unstoppable and that the term unstoppable in general has different meanings for just about everyone right i think that yeah. we think about it in different ways through different filters and different stages of our lives and so um let me quick read the the affirmation so everyone knows what we're talking about so it is today i choose to be unstoppable i will focus on what i want more of and nurture an abundant positive mindset and i remember when um it's like 2016 i think i wrote like kind of the first um, the first time about being unstoppable because it was my word of the year. Hmm. And I was like, I am going to be unstoppable. And I had a whole list, like a playlist of all the songs that had the word unstoppable in it. Uh, oh. Sia's Unstoppable was like my theme song of the year. Uh, and I remember having a conversation with somebody at a conference and she said to me, like, I see your version of unstoppable but mine is so different and and it was like you know mine was i'm going for it like i see where where i need to take uh, my my soul work right i yeah. see what how i yeah. need to shift my message i see the stages i need to be on and and so you're not going to stop me from getting there but she saw it as though she had so much coming at her that she was not letting that stop her so it was like her unstoppable was like a shield and mine was like a, a sprint, right? Like I was running, yeah. like I was going, going, going. It was the vision casting, but hers was like protecting. Oh my gosh. This is like such a like Wonder Woman. Right. Well, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes me want to have cuffs. It does. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, and, and I loved that. I loved that yeah. conversation and that that concept of like i feel last year that there were people who chose unstoppable for their word in 2020 and yeah. and there it probably meant something different january 1st than it meant december 31st yeah totally i'd love to know what what do you think of when you think of unstoppable yeah i i think mine is more in keeping with yours you know where when i feel unstoppable it's i have a vision and I'm running toward it. And 
you know, you know, more like this, you know, the slayer of the obstacles with ease, you know, the fruit ninja. <laughs> Seriously, well, the Amazon. Yeah. The Amazon's that's, totally. Oh yeah, totally. You know, where that, that to me feels like I'm unstoppable. Like uh, there's just nothing that is going to be a roadblock that mm. I can't. Well, and right. there's another red thread with Hecate because she is also, um, it, when they, they tried to look for the kind of the first mentioning mm. it was, so they, 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 see it way, way back, but mm -hmm. that she was like a patron and protector of the, this Amazon Island. And all I could think of was Wonder Woman. I'm oh my like, God. That's so funny. I watched that on the plane going to Miami. Oh, which one, the new one, the 1984 or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh no, not that one. The, um, the actual Wonder Woman with, uh, um, where they're on the Island of, Lesbos, no, whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it's the really long name, which I, one of these days I don't remember it, but we'll just yes. call it Lesbos. Um, so the first yes. one, the one with Princess Bride. Yes, 100%. Yes. She's divine cast. She's divinely cast in that. She's um, so good. Yeah. Yes. I'll never forget those memes that came out when it was like, in my, my in my lifetime, I've seen my princesses become generals. And it had a picture of, um, Robin Wright as Princess Bride and Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. And then next yeah. to it, it was, you know, general and, and you know, general. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I have this voice in my head that I just want to, again, another red thread. You know, so like Hecate is again, like if anyone's out there, like, why are they talking about these goddesses, right? Or goddess studies, um, if you will. And were these real people or are these archetypes or historically, mm. who knows, right? Yeah. Yes. And right. Yes. Um, the, <laughs> um, Hecate was very, very present. Her energy was very, very present when I was writing my book. Ooh. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I actually felt her presence and in me, right? Mm, yeah. Like acutely aware that this was a crossroads in my life. Right. And I don't know if that's the act of completing something that I had been talking about for a long time. Right. And again, that idea of thought into action is what creation is all about. Right. You're yes. manifesting something in your head into the material world that's creation you know and so that's really cool um but the voice that i'm hearing right now is say her name right mm -hmm. remember this the powerful women who have been before us whether they're our ancestors or these archetypes or if you believe these are physical incarnations, these goddesses, right? right? Or whatever your your language is, or saints from the Catholic tradition, right? Because yes, you know, like my my patron goddess is Bridget. Um, and she was a person and she's also a goddess. Um, you know, understood to be a goddess. But say her name, embrace that power yes. because that gives us that power. 
Yes. And um, it's really, really cool, right? Well, and, and pay attention to the names and the archetypes that resonate deeply in your bones. Yes. Right. And that's one of the interesting, that's, I think that's one of the things I love a, a lot about Sophie is that she, re, she always brings it back to if this speaks to you, right? Yeah. If you are attracted to this, this is something to pay attention to. Right. And, and inside the book, um, inside this chapter on Hecate and, and this, this idea that we're talking about today, like you're really being unstoppable in, in honoring and embracing and, and sometimes simply seeing your soul's work and what you're doing. And that, you know, you and I have talked over the years about how your soul's work isn't always and often is not what you do for a paycheck. Yes. And, and there have been seasons where they're like, get paid for your passion, your turn, you know, turn your passion into a paycheck. And, and I think that that, that is valid for some people, but I think a lot of people, I, I, in other words, I'm not quite sure, um, tax attorneys get to live their sole work in doing taxes. <laughs> Right. Maybe How, some of them, a small amount, perhaps. Right? Maybe, maybe. I mean, there, there's probably an architect type around that. I'm not sure oh, what, 100% what there is. Yeah. like where the, where the, um, the giving and not the, not the like greedy tax collector kind of thing. Right. Not like yeah. Matthew in the Bible, but like this, this beauty that it's not, we're not required to do our soul's work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and make that our only way of making money. However, what she shared in this chapter was that a lot of the times we get lost. And here's, this is um, one of, again, her, I wouldn't really say it's a mantra, but it was when she was reading it, like her cadence slowed down and her enunciation like got a little deeper and more soulful. But it was, your ego will try to cover up deep-rooted psychic traumas by telling you things like, you're not worthy of giving your soul's work. You don't have enough time to do your soul's work. You won't make money from doing your soul's work. You'll be ridiculed, shamed, and punished for doing your soul's work. And, and I was reading that going, isn't that interesting? I've never really thought about it like it coming from the ego, but that really is where that's coming from. And that when we, when we get up in the morning, we say, you know, God, what do you have for me today? And you do your soul voice meditation and you connect your, your mind's eye with your heart and your heart with your mind's eye. And you're listening to that beautiful voice that's coming from the seat of your soul, i.e. your heart, that things will happen. It's the ego that tries to say, no, I need to put more masculine energy on that feminine space. I need you to plan. I need you to execute. I need you to strategize. I need you to be in control of that. And where, where it all came together inside the book was this idea that if we could release, even, even if we start with a small percent, Molly, and say we release that need to be eternally youthful. We we cut out one thing from our regime at a time and say, you know, can I let go of that? Can where could I use that money for the good of all and the harm of none? 
where could I give that mind space to a project or a book? And, and what then happens on the other side of that is I believe why you saw her when you were writing the book, because the book is your soul's work. And you finally gave it the time because you've said over and over again, oh, since I've known you, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. I mean, it's like a decade. I know. I mean, it, it really was. <laughs> and so here she is going, different... child, sister, here you are. You've done it. Yeah. And like 40 different variations of it. Right. And it ended up kind of a shortish book, but it's done. Right. And it's a start of a conversation that I've been wanting to have for a very long time. Right. Yes. And, and I'm really looking forward to I'm that. meant to have, right? Because I'm a yogi and a business person, right? And it's a yogi's path to business. I mean, that's what it is. And, you know, but it wasn't that initially. Um, but what the key thing that you said that I want to make sure that we punctuate here is this all marries up into that big umbrella of the language of letting go, right? Mm. And um that is a very, very hard to do. The ego does not want us to let go because letting go requires surrender into a higher intelligence. Yep. And trust. Yes. You know? And um that's scary. It's it is, and that is why it is so important that we have a community, a community that is willing, even if they don't want to come along with you on your spiritual path, on your business path, on your, whatever it is that you are doing to care for yourself, that they yeah. honor that, right? That they are yeah. there to catch you if you fall, that they are there to um, say the thing that needs to be said to your face and yes. not behind your back. Well, and and this is, it's so fascinating as I learn about all of these archetypes and as we have these conversations and as those red threads connect and I look at the relationships that I had to cut loose. Yeah. And I think I, I did not see at the time how much that relationship was holding me back. And it's similar to what we're talking about, this chase for, for um, eternal youth the like, I I don't ever want to be a crone or a sage. <laughs> I, don't ever, I mean, I want to be a sage, right? However, yeah, I love the I love the positioning of the sage. It's so much so much healthier. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and you know what? We the power of words that we choose are is important. And I'm sure that the elders that came, you know, thousands of generations before would say, sisters, don't if you don't like crone, don't use it. Like it, yeah. it was a beautiful word in our time. If it does not work now, use what you will and, and don't be a for, don't be forced. Like you have lived your, you know, the first 40 years of your life feeling like, Oh, the patriarch, you said this was the word shit. I guess I better use that word. Yeah, like yeah. Sage. I, I love this word. I love the connection to nature. I love the color. Like <laughs> I love it all. But if I, if I can just let go of one thing, my little stage stick right here. Oh, that's perfect for new moon ritual. I know. I have it here right on my desk. Oh too. my goodness. Um, you need to do that before you go home because that is part. And, and I, oh my God, like how perfectly placed is that? Because, I like, I'm like, I, how did you know? I didn't know. It's just sitting right here. I'm looking at it, you know? Well, so there's this, like, what's the one thing that every one of us 
can can release whether it's a consistent self voice that's telling us that we are not good enough can we just put sister in the corner like can we just try to to set that that voice aside can we let go of that expensive um i i know this is going to be like when i when you said don't drink coffee or when you were like people thought that you were going to take away their coffee um but like can you can you not do botox right can you can you reassess that that need can you can you give up the collagen can like is there one thing that you can give up ladies that that will bring you closer to your authentic self that it'll take it'll be hard at first it will be hard at first to see it it because you've been conditioned to think we're all supposed to look like we're 25 forever. But if you can say, gosh, this is, this is taxing. I'm stressed out, right? Like all of our sisters who were like raising their hands and like, hallelujah, praise Jesus. That's me. I don't want to go outside because I haven't been able to get Botox during the, the pandemic, uh -huh. right? Like, are they, before you rush out to do it now that you can think about, do I need to? Do I have well, to? Yeah. And like, I think of like the, those of us who've gone gray, right? Like I get more compliments about my hair color mm. now than I ever did when I was dying it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And again, like allowing what suits you, right. Yep. Trusting, you know, that maybe that the thing that you're trying to cover for some sort of insatiable, um, you know, status of, beauty, like, you know, I've, I'm getting all of these lines here, right? And um, it's because I'm always reading and I have like my brows, you know, put but... on your glasses. <laughs> You're like, I know I've got like, I'm getting like the, the things right. And um, but it's like, maybe that's the thing because I'm always reading and that's fine. Because that's my badge of honor is like the, you know, the time I've put between the pages, so you know, good. so it's again, the framing, it's the framing. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the falling in love and this, they talked to the gals talked about this in more than a body, right? That the whole instrument versus ornament about how can we redefine our relationship with our bodies, with our, and, and not, and not even let it be the, like the glorification of the lines or the glorification of the hair or the lumps or the bumps. It's simply being what it is because of the magnificent life you lead Yes, and not having so to beautiful. call out any of it. Right. Like not have, not mentioning it at, at all. And it's so, it's fascinating. Like I see it everywhere now. I, the thin spo, the, the fat spo, like seriously, like I don't know what that is. That's the the thin spell. Yeah, thin spell. It's a it's a hashtag they use on Instagram for like diet products. Oh, what's the spell? But like inspiration. Oh, thin spell, fat spell. Get it? Oh. <laughs> but this this whole like um, there's some women who who are like. I love myself, my lumps and bumps and all. And that doesn't sound bad. I mean, when I hear it, I'm, I wasn't thinking, well, what's wrong with that? But the problem is, is that we're still saying, look at my body and, and tell me it's okay. Yeah. As opposed to like a, um, a Jade, is it Jade Beal? I think is her name that, that 
phenomenal. I feel like I send you her stuff all the time on Instagram direct message, but she does these amazing portraits of mothers and daughters and, and lovers, these women and in their natural forms, like in the middle of the desert or underneath the full moon or breastfeeding and their real bodies. And there's nothing about the body. It's always about the story of the woman. I love that. Yeah. So like I've, you know, my scar from childbirth, my, you know, the, the bullet wound from, you know, being in Iraq that like, there's the stories of the scars, Mm. Mm. but there's nothing in there that's saying, tell me I'm beautiful or, Mm. or tell me that I'm worthy of you looking at me. Oh, I think that is so, I'm like getting like the shivers. It could be a hot flash, but it's It's reading as a shiver. (laughs) This is what's, this is where I see the, you know, as we, as you and I walk this path together, as we learn these things, as you like pour your divine wisdom in, into me and into everyone else who is blessed enough to hear these conversations and hear the, you know, these decades of research and, and reading that you've done. And, you know, me over here going like, Oh my gosh, I just read about this person. And you're like, Oh yeah, here are like the 17 things about her. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know her too. (laughs) But this is all part of it. It, it Like, that's like, so, like I said, like when you were talking about, like, say her name, say her name, like these are the stories of the women who have been forgotten. Yes. Right. These have been written out of our books, but it's not, they're still written about there. There are still codexes packed with their stories and, and packed with stories of divine feminine energy in men and women throughout the centuries and how consistently, no matter the form, whether it was a female body or it was a male body or an androgynous body that regardless, the ones that were burned and ridiculed and shamed were always the ones that had the heightened divine feminine energy or traits. And it's at, we don't have to, we don't have to accept that anymore. We're not in a society that rules us like that. I mean, thank God we're not in Handmaid's Tale. And we all kind of joked about it like fearfully for the last four years, but, but we aren't, we right now today, we can claim who we are. We can, we don't, we can release the shackles. We can take that choke hold, that big, huge iron, that knife that's against holding us, keeping us quiet. We don't, we can release it. Well, that is interesting. I feel like that we need to do a part of that meditation because that's your throat chakra, right? Um, I feel like we need to focus there and do some clearing um, when we do. And then, um, yeah, that's that's really crazy. Um, you want me to 
do a quick little tutorial on the sage and then we'll do the yes the yes so so um really quickly i'll, I'll drop in the the chat the link to the new the new moon ritual that's for may that's related to the taurus new moon because in there there is like the cleansing of your space whether you want to say your you can cleanse your aura your your home sage is one of the ways um but that this we're going to cleanse and then focus on what we're grateful for that abundance that positive mindset so it's different than a lot of the moon rituals which are like writing down these things you want to let go of and burn yes this is ex the exact opposite yeah right it's clear and then focus on the positive focus on the, the gratitude so yes i love that so good <laughs> Okay. okay, so white sage is a sacred herb, Native American um, tradition. It is um, also Celtic tradition um, and is used in historically. So um, this is not um, hijacking anyone's tradition by saging. Um, this is a very, very universally um, ancient tradition and actually um, has been studied that it does clear um, the air with germs and microbes and all kinds of stuff. So imagine that God put a plant on that cleans things. Hmm. We don't right? need pine saw. Right. So um, don't take my word for it. Contact Shri Google and find out for yourself. So I just want to make sure that this Shri is Google. <laughs> That's two snorts. Oh. <laughs> you just said two snorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the giggles all, on tea. The giggles on tea. Okay, so I'm just I have a little candle lit here. So this is my little love candle. I like to do um when I'm doing my sage, um, you just get a nice little burn here so that it's um nice and smoky. I'll, I'll I like the, the word more. smolder. Small, so it's smoldering. Yeah. <laughs> so, like when you clear your room, like I actually always like start with myself, right? Top of the crown, you know, and again, you go clockwise, you know, down the spine, you know, the palms, the ears. So you're really like actually clearing your your physical space, right? Your 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 body. Um, before I meditate, often because I'm sitting outside. I will use my sage with three full breaths, fully human, fully divine, anthropo, right? And I'm sending it, my intention, my breath into the world. Got it. Right? So that's the ritual of the um, using sage as, as part of your mantra, right? When you're saging your space, again sort of starting in clockwise direction so we're we're um or counterclockwise is when you're clearing clockwise is when you're cleaning or bringing in bringing in the clean right okay. but um or counterclockwise bringing out the bad you know if you feel like you've got like negative stuff that needs out but like <laughs> Get it in the corners, right? Because stuff gets blocked, air gets blocked, you know, stuff gets blocked, and we're unblocking, right? Um, and so that's kind of how you use the sage. 
Um, I love that. And I love that you explained in the beginning because I do, you know, in we're all trying to be culturally sensitive, yes. right? And and this idea of um sensitivity. Yeah. The, the you know, I, I never, I was reading this article about it because it's like cultural appropriation, I believe is what the, the, like the big term is, right. That, yes. that we're as a society, we've really started to use that. Right. And, and so there's a difference between, um, like <laughs> I, I can make Mexican food. Yeah. It's fine for me to make Mexican food, but unless there, unless I'm like somehow Mexican, I'm not going to write a Mexican cookbook and say I'm a, an expert in Mexican culture. Yeah. Um, like there's a difference. And so I can use Sage. I'm not, I'm not appropriating anyone's like no one owns the use of Sage. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. It is. And like, I, I keep mine in a shell here, right? Because idea. this is representing water we have the earth in the plant the fire in the flame and you have the the air in the smoke right so you have in one little thing Bundle. the elements yes yeah. it's and it's really so a lot of times you'll see an abalone shell um or shell but i found this at the beach so this is something that i found on my own but yeah i mean i i do i do think it's important just to say that because i know that there are some people who are like ah she's doing it wrong or whatever. And the truth is, again, this is that intuition tapping into your own feminine wisdom. It is how I was taught. Um, I am honoring my Celtic roots um, by practicing in this fashion. And it may or may not be something that feels right to you. So take what you will and leave what you want, right? Like That's it's right. really right. that simple. That's um, beautiful. Okay. Important, so, important and beautiful and, and simple. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. So it's just good. And, and most importantly, be easy on each other. And if you have something else, share it with me. I'm happy to do it. But that's how I've been doing it for two decades. <laughs> and I like it. So and I grow my own sage too. So if you ever want your own handmade sage bundle, I do it and I usually wrap it with flowers from the homestead. Um, so I'm happy to send you one if you want one. So um, just shoot me at that. The yes. Yeah. That's, so, you I, can add her for that, but don't add her to correct her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you want to correct me, you're welcome to, but I will say, okay. Uh, thank privately, you so much for sharing your opinion. Goodbye. Yeah. I'm not going yes. to listen to it because <laughs> that's yes. part of my wild woman self of doing yes. what I've chosen because it yes. works for me. Yes. All right. So. <laughs> Our meditation. So yes. this is going to be a combination of starting with clearing the throat chakra or chakra, whichever way you prefer, it's pronounced both. Um, and then we're going to move into a new moon intention setting. All right. right? Okay. So, all right, let's do it. Let's find that tall spine. So grounding, connecting through the roots, maybe even lifting shoulders up to your ears and then letting it go. Pulling that belly in so that we can lift up and through the heart. And as we do that, notice how we're grounding through those sitting bones, really connecting. I'm imagining a nice, beautiful taproot from the very base of my spine, connecting deep into Mother Earth, Gaia. 
so that I feel very grounded and center, centered. And from my heart, a beautiful white glowing ball starting to circle around my entire body, just creating this beautiful egg of light, of protection. We're gonna bring our awareness to the throat chakra. This is our storehouse of finding our voice of song, the freedom of singing, the freedom of speech, of clarity, of communication. And the color associated with this chakra is a, like a beautiful blue, like a aqua blue. So first connecting to that color with each inhale breath that light grows bright and clear. And notice just how easy you're able to draw into this color. Notice if you feel any holes or gaps or stuckness or darkness or anything that your intuition is guiding you in this space. And keeping at, keeping your awareness there at that, at the throat. The mantra saying three times, I choose to vibrate at the frequency of healing, directing that healing vibration right there in the throat. I choose to vibrate at the frequency of healing. I choose to vibrate at the frequency of healing. Noticing any shifts of color, of ease, if this light can spin and turn. Noticing any sensations in the skin or the scalp or the hair. Starting to dial in and tune into this vibration of healing. start to connect to the energies of the new moon. You know, the blank slate. And as the moon begins to wax and build, so does the intention. So allow that focus to shift from the space in the throat up into the space between the brows, our mind's eye. And start to allow that intuition to unfold a vision for you of what you want to manifest, of what you want to wax and build over the coming moon cycle. And start to see it, shape it, name it, claim it. 
now express gratitude for it as it is like not as what it will be but as it is mm, that's good i express gratitude for this and see yourself doing that thing as it is Let's pause, express gratitude for the ancestors, the women, the sages, the saints, the seers who walked before us to bring us to this moment. For Hecate, the goddess of the crossroads for guiding us here. Big collective breath in together, the power of the collective. One breath in, one breath out. And so it is. And so it is. Ooh. So good. <clears throat> so something that I've been seeing a lot of lately yeah. that I saw during this is ripples. Yeah. Ripples? Like a spiral or like a ripple in the um, like water? A ripple in the water. Mm. And <laughs> I will end with this little story. So as anyone who follows me on Facebook or Instagram has seen my walks, right? I do lo a long walk every single day and I frequently take photos while I'm walking. But yesterday I was walking with Lizzie, Miss Lizzie over here. She's so exhausted. She snoozed the whole show. Uh, <laughs> but we, backwards. there's one of those, she looks backwards. Yeah. Did you flip your screen? Cause normally she's on the other side or did you rearrange your room? No, it, it's probably the camera. Cause oh, okay. I, I reinstalled the camera. <laughs> so you're like, she's flipped. She's on the other side. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so there's all of these cute little water retention ponds here in Seattle. Cause of course we get water mm -hmm. and they've learned the art of collecting it and using it for, for a variety of different things. And so there's this one little water retention pond that has like just, you know, a normal suburban street has a sidewalk on each side road in the middle and houses. Well, one of like two or three lots in this community were turned into just a little a, a, a little walking path. It's not a park. There's just a bench and a pond and a little like barked meandering walk that you can walk through. Uh, and sometimes Lizzie directs us that way. Sometimes she just wants to stay on the sidewalk, but it's her choice always. She mm -hmm. always gets to choose. So she chose to take the little barked path yesterday. And there was one little, I, I don't know what kind of bird it is. I've never seen it here before, but it reminds me of the Minnesota loon. <laughs> so, you know, like a really severe head feather, dark, um, dark face, kind of a white eye. And it was super striking. Mm. Only bird, like only duck style bird. I don't know actually what that, there's probably a better term for it, but it looks like a duck. looks like a loon, some kind of bird that likes to, you know, hang out in the water. 
And the second we, like I connected to it, I looked at this bird and I swear the bird looked at me. It started to do a dance in the water, Molly. And the, the dance it did created a perfect ripple out from it. Oh, wow. it was so incredibly mesmerizing. I didn't, I didn't even video it because <laughs> I was like in that moment. I was like, yeah. what is happening? This bird is dancing. It is creating ripples in this water. And it would like shake its head and little ripples would happen. Uh, what is this ripple? So I haven't done any, I haven't read any, like, you know, I'm dreaming of ripples. I'm like in my sleep in daydreams. I'm seeing them. It's huh. very, it's everywhere. And I full on saw it with the throat chakra. like aqua. So I need, like, I'm writing it down right now because you are so yeah. good at, to remind us, like, write it down so that you don't forget. Yes. <laughs> I'm writing and down ripples. Connect the dots to the loom story. Yes. The bird. I need to look up birds of the Northwest because I've never seen this bird before. Yeah. We had a lot of ducks. So I'm. Oh, yeah. Look it up and uh, see what the spiritual meaning of it is. I will. Uh, I will. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. Um, mm. Well, my intuition is telling me something about it uh, that, you know, that your effects are creating a wider healing than you even realize, you know, because that blue color is a color of protection and healing. Mm. Um, I don't know, but I love that. I, I'll take it. But yeah, I definitely want to look that up because there's, Paying closer attention to those things is something that I'm really, really passionate about doing. It, Especially you know. the patterns, right? When mm. things show up, it show up in patterns and not in isolated. Yes. You know? Those are those. Um, my friend uh, Jamie always says those are the loud, loud and clears, you know? The loud and clears. I like that. Yes. The loud and clears. Well, that was really good. Was I loved this chat? I love it. I love every conversation we have. This one, I love our energy today. It feels so good. It maybe it is the new moon. I don't know, but I just feel like smiley, and it's almost like that energy that I said I saw in Megan Watterson's replay. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, the new moon is filled with possibilities, right? Yes. And um, possibilities. There's I was like, oh, I'm drinking possibilities, but I'm not. I'm drinking summer tea. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Thank you, everyone who joined us live today, who's watching the replay, who's listening on the podcast. We truly appreciate you. Um, as we grow on this path together, um, of course, we love it when you share us with your friends. And we are always open to dialoguing about whatever topic might have been triggered tonight. So if you're reading a book that has got you riled up, let us know. Because clearly we love to read <laughs> or listen or listen and read or whatever, yeah. a combination. So bring it on. Share it with us. We'd love to, um, we'd love to have a conversation about it. Uh, until next Tuesday, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> so good. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, 
a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace gratitude.